it was like, for me, I'm never going to be in a relationship. I don't care who you are, what you have, what you've accomplished in life, where I'm not being respected. Stay tuned. We'll get into my conversation with Crystal Smith right after these quick ads. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Twice a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. Today's guest on Reality with the King is my girl, Crystal Smith, that a lot of you may know as the wife of Neo. And if you've been hiding under rock, then you know that there has been a lot of things happening on social media in regards to their marriage. Crystal recently filed for divorce and posted something on social media that alleged some interesting allegations in regards to the purpose of this filing. But since Crystal is my girl, and she also comes from reality TV, starring in All About the Business, that was on BET a few years ago, in addition to Platinum Life, that was on E! recently, I knew that my listeners would want to know more about Crystal in addition to what she's going through. And I must say, this is a very interesting, juicy, but insightful conversation. Without further ado, let's get into my exclusive with Crystal Smith. So today's guest on Reality with the King is one of my good girlfriends. She is so fun, such a beautiful light. And somebody who I feel like is so misunderstood. I have like this big brother complex when it comes to her because I feel like I need to protect her and make sure that she's okay. I check in with her constantly. We've known each other for a couple of years. She is a reality star who's been on everything from the Platinum Life on E! to All About the Business on BET. She was also on Behind Every Man, my show. And she is just my girl. She's been in the press a lot lately. And I wanted to take this opportunity so that you all can get to know the woman that I know. And I'm talking about my sis, Crystal Smith. Hey, honey. How you doing, sweet cheek? I'm good, boo. How are you, my love? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. I'm blessed and highly favored, you know? That you are, that you are. So look, I wanted to talk to you because you are one of my loves and I always feel like the world needs to know the real Crystal. Like, this chick is a boss. She's beautiful, but she also is somebody who I know has been through a lot. So let's start from the beginning, Crystal, in terms of do you feel like people misunderstand who you are and what do you feel it is that they just think you're one thing, but you're not. I definitely think that I'm misunderstood because, you know, people, they read blogs, and just because it's in a blog, they automatically assume that it's true and they never get a story, and I don't really speak out about myself to try to correct anybody. So 
one, I think the biggest thing is like the home record thing because definitely ain't never been that. Any man that I date is absolutely single. Um, and I think also just because I'm not a conformist, you know, I don't go with the trends. And just because people don't like you, I don't really give a fuck. Can I, can I curse? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I don't dance to the beat of anybody's drum but my own. So people take that in whatever way that they do, and I don't really care. So I don't know. I just push through for me and my kids, and I, I'm about my career, making money, and accomplishing goals for myself. And whether that is what everyone else likes, doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, no. I love the fact that you are a woman who stands on her own convictions, and you have the type of personality that I want all of my reality stars to have, which is you give zero fucks what anyone has to say about you. So where did that come from? You know, I grew up in the hood. So to be in this lifestyle, this platform, to accomplish so much, that in itself is a blessing. That for me, I feel accomplished. I'm very level-headed. Um, I treat everyone with respect until I'm disrespected. Um, and I'm just grateful and I feel blessed that I am who I am today. I have three beautiful children. I can give them a beautiful lifestyle. And to me, that is life goals, giving them what I didn't have. So anything else outside of that is just extra. And if it's negative, I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? As long as it doesn't affect my household, my family, it doesn't matter. So let that shit roll off your shoulder, you know? Oh, 100%. And when I had the show on OWN called Behind Every Man, it was about, you know, the, the, the powerful women the superstars behind some of these celebrity men. And that episode with you was one of our highest rated episodes because the world got a chance to know who Crystal was outside of her, you know, relationship. And you are somebody who started out in this industry being a video model and worked your ass off to become the self-made woman you are today. Take us back to how you got involved in this industry. You know, it just kind of like happened. Um, remember Black Men's Magazine and all that kind of stuff way back then? They contacted me on Instagram to do a photo shoot. And the photographer that was there, he was like putting on a lot of the girls and stuff. Back when hostings and all that stuff was just like beginning. And so we did one photo shoot. It went viral the next week maybe i think i started doing hostings and it got up to like 10 bands whatever and so i was doing four or five of those a week you know and it just went from there so you know i'm all about my coins so i was all, i was all for it you know it just kind of happened overnight literally so i went from you know working a regular job to like now everybody know who i am making thousands of dollars a week and you know that was a cool life for me and what was cool about it is the fact that you were somebody that kept getting asked by these musical artists, these singers, these rappers to appear in that video, especially at a time when music videos were the hottest thing in the world. And you were able to appear in some of our favorite artists' music videos and then parlay that into being this social media icon. So talk to us about some of the videos you appeared in and how that transition came into also getting paid for posting pictures on Instagram. Well, you know, everyone says the whole like video girl thing, but honestly, I had only done, 
I think, two videos outside of my exes. So I wasn't really a video girl. I was just popping on the gram with like my photo shoots and I was doing hostings. Like that to me was everyday money. And videos don't pay that much. So I had only done two videos and you only saw like a glimpse of me. It wasn't like a whole thing before, you know, so I really wasn't a video girl. <laughs> but you also were somebody, like I said, who was able to take the social media world to a new level because... Again, there's so much money to be made just in terms of, like, posting and hosting. So talk to us about that, too. So when it came to social media, I think, like, I wasn't, like, a person. I've never been a person that's in the streets, that's in the clubs all the time. So nobody knew who I was. I was just, like, this new girl on the scene. And I don't know what it was. I, like, I speak my mind all the time. And, and not in, like, a bad way, but I just keep it real. And it just went from the photo shoots that I would put online to the hostings and then just like trying to, uh, you know, put that into making money and monetizing on social media. So companies would reach out and I would do stuff for them and get paid for it. And it was just, to me, it was just all about like making the coin. And with that, you know, you get your haters, but you also get your supporters. And my support outweighed, way outweighed the, the, the negative, you know what I'm saying? So it just kind of been a thing where like women would like appreciate the fact that like I kept it real no matter who you are or what you do you know what I'm saying that doesn't make you better than anybody and like women you know they gravitate towards that confidence and strength and that's all I ever try to display you then went on to star in reality shows so the first reality show I remember was all about the business on BET it also starred Eva Marcel uh, who we know from Housewives top model and now she has a show on BET plus all the Queen's men. Talk to us about that experience because you and Eva um, came on the show together courtesy of you guys being best friends. So that show, everyone that was in that show, I knew in real life. We all hung out. We all, you know, had our little group of friends and it just kind of like made sense. And she used to always tell me like, Crystal, you're made for TV. You have such a personality, all this stuff. And honestly, I was nervous. I was scared because like, I know my personality and I know when people get on t on camera, they change. So I've always been nervous about that because you never know what your reaction is going to be until you put in that situation. So she's always just pushed me and motivated me to just, you know, step out on my own. And doing that, it was, it was an experience, but I'm glad that I did it because it did allow people to see me and get to know me just a little bit. And it opened up a lot more doors for me outside of TV, which I was very grateful for. Are you still friends with Eva Marcel? Yes. Absolutely. Were you around when all of these things came about with her bridesmaid and this wedding fiasco that came when people were accusing her of doing crazy things? Were, were you a part of that whole bridal party situation? I was one of her bridesmaids, but I was not a part of that situation. I don't do mess when it comes to friends. Even if you were my friend in the past, I don't get involved in that because if I loved you at one point, I love you now. And I'm not going to do the messy. So when all of that was going on and they had that little Ponderosa going on, I was there. And I left and I just stayed out of it. You know what I'm saying? And I tried to support her as best as I could and, you know, build her up in that way and just let her know whatever people are going to say, they're going to say it, let it roll off your back. But yes, I remember that. You are somebody who really is a girl's girl. And I do feel like people, when they look at you, they just assume like, oh, she's a mean girl. She's a bitch. She's this or that. What's crazy is you're the total opposite. So when you were around with that happening, what advice would you give Eva knowing that at some point, all of you guys appear to just be like real friends and to be able to have to deal with that 
and the fact that I know you, I know that had to be hard for you. It was hard because it was like, I'm at a place where I don't want to get involved. But for me, it kind of angered me because I felt like she's pregnant. She's getting married after everything that she's gone through in her past relationships. Like, this is her moment of happiness. You know what I'm saying? And I just felt like no one should have came in between her enjoying that moment and living it to her fullest instead of them trying to, like, break her down and make sure that she did. Only thing she remembered about that was the fact that her friends or so-called friends did that to her. So the only thing... The main thing that I told her was, cut your phone off, stop reading stuff, and enjoy your husband, your new husband. You know what I'm saying? Because this moment, you're never going to get back. And you're doing something and living a moment that most of these women wish they could. So fuck all that. Stay with your man. Cut your phone off. Enjoy your honeymoon. And when you get back, handle them. But for right now, enjoy it because you deserve it. Another show you appeared on was Platinum Life on E! And... If y'all saw the face Crystal made, and now she's sipping on her Hennessy. <laughs> so let's dive into it. So as you all know, as the king of reality TV, I love all things reality. So when I saw all about the business on BET, obviously I watched it because I'm a huge fan of Eva. But baby, that Crystal was, was the, the life that just gave me what I needed, honey. So I was like, Crystal is that girl. She's a force multiplier, and I'm here for it. So I was sad when the show did not come back, but I got a chance to be introduced to Platinum Life. And let's be clear, because I follow you and we're friends, I was like, oh, I'm here for Crystal. And this is before we became friends, honestly. So I was a huge fan of the show because I watched because of you. And the show, (laughs) if y'all watched this show, it was on E! In the first episode, Miss Crystal, honey stunt on the girls and invited <laughs> and Crystal life. showed those pictures or platinum life. No, I'm, I'm being silly. The girls were on Crystal's private plane going to Las Vegas to see Jennifer Lopez. So Crystal, being the queen bee of the show, decided to have her girls, the other cast members, come on her private plane to see J-Lo exclusively and to go backstage as well. And on that plane, this is the first episode, guys. And on that plane, Crystal read the girls for film. Talk to us about what happened as these girls were on your PJ in their PJs, but some BS was happening. So, okay. Uh, about that. So not every one of them that I knew. Some of them that I did. And when the show started filming, one of them in particular decided that she wanted to, like, I guess, come against me and be with what she thought was, like, the cool girls group. I call them the mean girls or whatever. And so, you know, when you do production and you're starting for the show and you're, they ask you, like, what can you bring to the show? What's this and what's that? And what, how, how is your life a platinum life and all this? So me, I just kept it real. Some of them were like, oh, I can, I can bring this. I can bring that. I can bring that. When they couldn't. And when it came from uh, filming, they're asking production to pay for everything. So I'm like, hey, well, this is what we could do. I can get this, like, whatever. Like, it's, it's no pressure. Like, let's do it. And this one chick in particular, she, I don't know, from day one, I didn't know her. She had it out for me. So she was probably like 45 minutes late 
the last one to get on the plane. And she got, and she took 20 minutes at that point to like stand outside of the plane and take pictures. So she got on the plane. It's not my fault that you're seven feet tall. Nobody, I, I have no control over that. You need to talk to God about that. And said something about the leg room. And, and she just was talking and talking and talking and talking shit. And I'm just like, okay. Letting it roll off my back. And, she, and it was like, I can't remember exactly what she said. Because sometimes I just kind of like see red. And all I told her was, you know, commercial planes have flights every 45 minutes from L.A. to Vegas if that's what you want to do because we can stop the plane and you can, and you can go to LAX. You know what I'm saying? And she said something slick, and I just, I lost it because it's like the audacity, like, to get on my stuff and just, like, disrespect me. You know what I'm saying? And it was just, like, I just felt like it was a setup, and I just lost it. So I told her, when we get to the tarmac, we can get to it. And, of course... Of course, her being the first one off because she was the last one on, she bucked it to the inside. Look, <laughs> I don't get stuff like that. Like, if I don't like you or I have an issue with you, I'm not going to get on your stuff. I'm not going to be around you. I'm not going to hang with you. I'm not going to come to your house. I'm, none of that. Like, I'll go with my own peoples. But you thought you were going to embarrass me or talk shit or whatever the case may be. And it doesn't, it doesn't go like that, baby. So she got on your private plane. And so what Crystal's talking about is the show is called Platinum Life. And the show was about the women who were in relationships with the successful um, musicians. You had Nelly's then-girlfriend, Miss Jackson. You had Miguel's um, then-fiance and some other women, right? Nazanin, I love her. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, and she's so beautiful. Zena Foster, who is married to Tank, I don't... She... <laughs> she wasn't on the show. <laughs> oh, no. No, because no, Zena... I, I, I no, Zena, but she wasn't Zena are uh, born the same day, and we're, we're cool. Zena told me she quit. Like, she, she quit. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I think what Krista was saying is, obviously, the show's called Platinum Life, so let's see your platinum life. And it, it appears that some of these women weren't able to produce on their own the lifestyle that was required to be a part of the cast. And Crystal, who does this in her sleep, said, I am able to provide this, which was a girl's trip on her plane to Las Vegas. So the audacity of a cast member, um, allegedly, having an attitude and trying to, you know, come for the hostess with the mostest. So did she ever make it backstage to meet J-Lo? You know, I'm a woman that I like to say I walk with grace in all situations. So, of course, I allowed her to come. You know, why not? Come see it. Come meet this beautiful woman that you talked all this stuff about and have a great evening on me. (laughs) You know, I live for you, baby. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) You can exclude me from whatever. doesn't matter because it's not an experience I want anyway. But what what I am going to show you is what a real woman does and a mature woman, if I invited you, Come on, enjoy the experience. And then after that, I ain't gonna fuck with you no more. And what we saw over the course of the season was that becoming a continuous beef with that situation. But we also saw that you were really trying to just avoid the drama, rally the girls, and be the, the, you know, the, the girl's girl that you are. What happened that season where it just felt like you know, that situation just never could die down? So the the thing was, and like one thing about me. Even if I feel like I'm not wrong in something, if it'll keep the peace, I'm a grown-ass woman. I can come to you, have a conversation, we can sit down. I'll even apologize, even if I don't feel like I was wrong, just in order to keep the peace. 
I did that, what, two, three times? You know what I'm saying? And every time it was something else, something else, and something else until I just got fed up with it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm only going to be cool so many times. And because y'all feel like, oh, I'm the hood one, or y'all going to get some TV time because y'all think if y'all say something slick, how my reaction is going to be, and that's going to be like the highlight of the episode or whatever. I just felt like she kept picking and kept picking until shit got real. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I just felt like I'm trying to come on TV, try to show them my business. Like I was the only one I had a business deal that I, I, I showcased on there with my cooking and everybody knows that's my thing. And so I was on there like trying to be professional because I had actual partners and contracts and stuff that I was doing in real life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it doesn't do me any good to sit on here and keep arguing with y'all and doing all this and jeopardizing what I got going on because I actually have something to lose. And it just felt like women can be nasty. And if they see that you got a light on you, they're going to try to put some shade on it. And because all of a sudden she started some kind of culinary, I don't know, she was in school or something like that. She just kept coming for me. And so I'm going to meet you at the door. <laughs> well, what, what, what I know is when you're the force multiplier of the show, which is sort of like the, the, the cast member who is sort of like the centerpiece, she or he is the one that is just like at the center of the show, meaning whether they call it the queen bee or the star, we call it the force multiplier. And you were clearly that on Platinum Life. And we saw these great episodes, but we also saw that it did not come back for a second season. Why wasn't the show back for a second season? Because I quit. The network came to me after, after I almost went to jail in Mexico for the fighting and stuff. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't see that probably was on camera. Uh, but it had, it had went down in Mexico or whatever. And so at that point, I was just like, this is not for me. This is not going in the direction that I'm supposed to be going in. This is honestly beneath me because y'all pulling out something in me that I worked on long ago. And now y'all playing with, with legal stuff because shit like that gets real. And people don't realize y'all come from this kind of life and y'all say certain things and don't realize everyone doesn't take it the way you think they're going to take it because you do stuff on camera and that shit translates into real life. And in real life, ain't no security there to help you. You know what I'm saying? So at that point, when I left, I left. I was done. The, you know, the network called me like, hey, what's up? Like, because really it was the, the Crystal show. So y'all ain't have nothing unless y'all was talking about me. So I told them, you know what I'm saying? This isn't, this isn't beneficial to me. The money ain't that great. I mean, to them, I guess it's a lie. But to me, it, that, ain't, that ain't shit. So I'm not going to jeopardize my business and what I have going on to continue in this bullshit because this is supposed to be a show that was supposed to be different from all these other shows and uplifting women. That's what y'all told me. This is not what it is. So I quit. <laughs> and nobody has a job now. <laughs> well, Crystal, uh, we're going to start calling you Uncle Sam. Um... <laughs> Because, honey, she is here to collect, baby. (laughs) I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more of my conversation with Crystal. We'll be right back after this quick break. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into my chat with Crystal Smith. You are meant to be on reality TV, and 
what's interesting is before you and I became friends, you did not know this, but I was watching you being a huge fan of yours because not everybody is meant to be on TV. Um, but the ones who I've been able to see, I always say to myself, if I'm able to get a piece of that action, I want it. So I want to tell the listeners how you and I became friends. I had a meeting with Nick Cannon at his office in LA, and he wanted to meet with me because he had this show idea that involved you and Neo. Um, at the time, he was like, Los, you may not know her, but this woman named Crystal Smith is a star. And I said, Nick, I know exactly who she is. You don't have to pitch Crystal Smith to me. I know who she is. I watch television. So we had the meeting, you and I, Neo and Nick, and you and I fell in... Well, let me speak for myself. Oh, okay. I did instantly. <laughs> so as I saw you, I was like... I was like... <laughs> I love you. You was like, I love you. <laughs> and it's funny because Nick and Neo was like, they love each other. So I guess... <laughs> I guess this is going to work. And we... Long story short... We were going to develop a show surrounding you and your artistry and just your life and you being like the Lucille Ball of like this hip-hop community, this relationship. And we had these pitch meetings. And when I said to you guys, Crystal killed it in every pitch meeting, so much so we had numerous offers from networks and streamers. Like, I'm not going to name names, but some very big networks was like, we want some of this. And we were almost about to do a show. And then obviously when it comes to business, things just, you know, happen. But that was when I realized, like, I love her. I want to be in business with her because you are somebody who I think is so magical based on, like you said earlier, being a girl from the hood, having humble beginnings, but being able to just not allow your past to define you and being able to just go after the stars. And one thing I will say, too, because I want this to be an honest conversation. And again, say anything you want to say. But I also like the fact that, wow, Neil supports his wife. Like, you know, he's like, look, if this is what she wants, let's do it. What was going on in regards to, at that time, it was this opportunity to have a show about you guys. Um, is that something you wanted, he wanted, Nick wanted? Like, whose idea was it for that to happen? Um, I, You know, Nick came to us with the idea or whatever. And then, so I have a history with Nick of, you know, I used to do Wild and Out way, way, way long ago. Um, and so me and him have a, a, you know, rapport and good relationship and stuff like that. So at that time, I was recording music and stuff. And it was good. And he, like, really, really loved it. He was like, damn, I've never heard anybody like rap like this their first time in the studio whatever and so he had we all have this mutual friend and so they had this idea and you know we were down for it but then you know my ex he got like super busy I think he ended up going on tour around that time right or something like that so the contracts didn't like line up so it was pretty much just like wrong timing basically and that's okay because I wasn't like pressed to be you know have to do it right now you really wasn't and and, and that's the thing you're not thirsty because if anything, and I'm going to be real with y'all, I was the thirsty one. Like, no, we got to make this. Krista would be like, Carlos, I got this going on. This money ain't that much, but whatever. I love you and I trust you. And I know I'm going to make money outside of this show. 
But you never once was thirsty about this. It was sort of like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. My life is still going to be my life. And then we were able to do Behind Every Man together because, again, we developed a friendship at that point. She and I spoke several days before because that show was Crystal revealing things about her past and her childhood that she never once said before. And for me, it was to show the world that, like you said earlier, this is not some homewrecker. Um, I, I want the world to see who you are, which is why I also invited you on my podcast. Why do you think this homewrecker title came about? So, you know, not to say that people don't, like, really think about things. People don't realize, like, when you shoot a show, it's usually shot, it's usually, like, aired the next year. You know what I'm saying? And so I think the the timing of my ex, like, telling people that we were a thing or whatever was when his ex's um, show came out. She shot that show, like, the year before. They haven't been together a year plus since you know, before I had met him. So people not like thinking about that. They're thinking, damn, this show just came out. They just said that they were together like a week ago. So they just figured that I took him from her, which is not the case. I didn't even know him when they were together. So at that point, it's just like, I hate that people think that, but over the years and now at this point, I don't really care what they think because I know, he knows, she knows, and God knows. And that's really at the end of the day. Yeah, and what we learned on the show was the fact that This man, your ex, he approached you. He sought you out. He had his team reach out and say, I want to meet this girl. You know, his intention that he said to you was like, oh, be my music video. And what was funny is (laughs) you realize um, after meeting him that, okay, he was interested. And what I loved about the story between you and him was the fact that you gave him, like, not a hard time, but you weren't pressed. You weren't thirsty, and that's what made him like you even more because you were sort of like, honey, I'm in this business. I know what this is about. I'm good. I've heard stories. I'm not that person. And what's interesting is I just heard Steve Harvey talk about this um, on his Instagram page when Marjorie, his now wife, when they were dating, he pushed on up on her and she overheard him talking to another woman on the phone and she packed her bags and was like, I'm actually going to leave and call me when you're ready. And he took his flip phone and broke it and said, I'm ready now. Um, talk to us about that. Cause again, I want to dispel all these rumors that you were somebody clout chasing or anything like that. Like that's not even the case. No, not at all. So, you know, I'm not gonna lie that he hadn't ever hopped in my DMS before, but I had never responded. So I guess he figured this is the next avenue that I have to go through to get to her. So um, his team reached out, booked me for a job, all that kind of stuff. And then, like, he wanted to meet before the job. And I was like, I've never had to, like, meet the artist before a a job. I just show up, they tell me what to do, and I do it. You know, so we ended up meeting after I set him up a couple times or whatever. And then it went from, like, talking about the job to, like, now we talk about personal stuff. And we just kind of like, we ended up clicking and stuff and we used to have really honest conversations because I prefer the truth, you know? And when we decided that we were going to like make it official, what he did do 
that no one else had done before was he sat in front of me. I mean, it took a couple days, probably like three, four days, but he called every woman that he was dealing with at that time and told them, hey, I'm in a relationship and I want you to respect that. So, I mean, you can't continue, whatever. Like he did that in front of me, you know what I'm saying? So that for me was like, okay, I can give this like a serious chance. Three babies later, I mean, y'all know how that went, but it was a reason why I decided to like be with him like that, you know, because in the beginning, he showed me everything that you're supposed to show someone that you're serious. Yeah, and I was privy to y'all relationship. I was around you guys a lot, and I saw the love, and I saw the fact that he was somebody who supported you, and you supported him, you held him down, and we all know the story about during the pandemic, things weren't in the best place for the two of you, but the pandemic forced him to not have to go on tour, to stay home, and you two were working on the marriage at that time, which was successfully working out for you two. Fast forward to now, obviously, look, this. I just want my listeners to know, me, Crystal, and Neil are family. And at the end of the day, that is the father of her kids, and this isn't a situation of bashing anybody. It's just having an honest conversation because I feel like based on what's been happening in the press lately, a lot of people have all of these assumptions about you and... I reach out to you because I want people to know this too. I reach out to Crystal to say, let's just have a conversation because I'm so protective of you that I know what people may think is going on or or not. Not saying that I know everything, but what I do know is there was love there at some point. So much so, I was invited to the baby shower. You guys had a vow renewal in Las Vegas a few months ago, Nene Leakes was there. Melody Holt was there because these are your friends too. And we just thought like, yes, like love wins again. Obviously, listen, say what you want to say about the situation. But what happened to where we saw this vow renewal and then we saw you post on Instagram that your ex was allegedly... Um, in situations with other women and possibly another child. Okay, so I will say this because I'm not going to say much, but you are in a relationship, you love someone, and you you think that your relationship is this way, right? And you think it's, it's flowers and hearts and glitter falling from the sky, whatever you want to call it. And we have we had a great relationship, great you know energy, everything. So when I found out that that wasn't the case, It was like, for me, I'm never going to be in a relationship. I don't care who you are, what you have, what you've accomplished in life, where I'm not being respected. Now, I'm not saying that he disrespected me in my face because that ain't never happened. But people, sometimes when they go outside the house, they live a different life. And once I found out about that different life, for me, the only choice and option for myself was to leave. You know, I don't wish any bad on his life. I pray for him every day. I wish him the best. But... There are certain things that for me, just once you cross that line, I'm not going to accept. And the only reason why I put that post, and honestly, I regretted it, but I did it because, one, you know, I don't talk, talk about our business, like my personal relationship business, but it was more for, like, accountability. Like, for me, because I did that, it was, like, one, to show him, like, I'm really serious. I'm, I'm really leaving. And two, for me to be like, okay, I put this up, I put my business out there, so I can't be dumb and fall back into a trap or back into the same pattern because now everything that I represent as a woman and what I want to show women is that 
you can't accept just anything that someone gives you. Like, you're the good thing. You deserve to be treated the right way, whether it's in your face or behind your back. And so a lot of times I feel like women that are with men in this industry, they accept a lot, they take a lot, they tolerate a lot because of who that person is or a lifestyle that they provide. And what I want to show women is that you should get out if you feel that way. No matter what someone has, your self-worth, your health, your life, your happiness, your mental health, all of that is more important than a lifestyle. You have to think more of yourself, and which I absolutely do, to get away from someone that doesn't see you for who you are or doesn't treat you the way you're supposed to be treated. And if I want to be anything, it's the example of being strong. Like, don't get me wrong. It, like, hurts. Like, my heart is broken. You know what I'm saying? Because that's someone I thought I was going to spend forever with. But who I am spending forever with is myself and my children. And who I have to set a good example for are my children. And so I wanted my kids to grow up, and my, I have a daughter, to grow up and know to not accept just anything from anyone. And my sons to know, I will beat your ass if you ever treat a woman like that. So for me, it wasn't an easy decision, but it was an easy decision. You know what I'm saying? Because I've always known who I am, what I deserve, and what I deserve to be treated like with someone. And if you're not serving me in that way, then I got to go. And and I'm glad you you brought up something that I, I know for you to be, which is you are very private. And you don't tell your business. So when I saw the post on Instagram, I'm like, this ain't the crystal that I know because um, Miss Thing keeps everything close to her chest. I mean, you and I have personal conversations, but that's personal. But to see that display on Instagram, I was too surprised. And you're a Virgo. And one thing I know about Virgos, y'all don't like to talk about your business. And when I saw that for me, I felt that whatever is going on with my girl, this must be, she must be at her wits end. Like, and, and I think it's one of those things when you look at waiting to exhale and how Angela Bassett character just got the clothes out the closet and burned the shit on fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so to me, Crystal, I was like, she had a blackout moment and said, fuck it. That's what I got from it. Is that safe to say, like, you just, whatever was going on at that time, which you don't have to talk about, but did you just have, like, a blackout moment where you were just at your wits end? You know, honestly, I'm going to be 100. It wasn't a blackout moment. And throughout this whole situation, I've been known to, like, go crazy. I didn't, and I, I still haven't. And I don't know about what this situation is, but, like, I'm a God-fearing woman, and I pray, and all day, God walks with me all day, and I speak to him all day. And when I felt something wasn't right, I got on my knees and I prayed to, to reveal to me what needed to be revealed. And baby, did he reveal it. So for me, once we had a conversation and it was like, okay, what's about to happen? And it wasn't, when people get caught, they kind of like, instead of like being remorseful, they'd want to like try to find a scapegoat. And I, I just wasn't going for it. And it was just one night. It was just like, you know what? I'm cool. Like, I'm good. I don't know what my future holds for me. But what I do know is you won't be included in it. And I don't want to feel like this ever again. If I continue to be with you, I will feel like this. So I knew in that moment I just had to just walk away. So it was 
it was serious. When a person says to you they don't have the fear of you leaving them, it's like, okay, let me just show you. So I just, I just had to like make a stand for myself. And since that moment, I have been calm. I haven't yelled, argued, screamed, any of that, because it serves no purpose. Once I'm done with a situation, I'm about to take the emotion out of it so that I can, can just walk away. And I've been, you know, chilling. I have my moments, you know what I'm saying? But they're getting further and further apart because every day I'm waking up with more peace in my spirit that I've made the right choice. And that is invaluable to me. Is there a world to where forgiveness can happen and a reconciliation can happen? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) So one thing we know about men Let's have a real conversation, Crystal. One thing we know about men in the industry, whether they're a rapper, a singer, an athlete, or whatever, most of them have the ego the size of Bigfoot. <laughs> they, you know, they, they, they have a big ego. Um, and sometimes these men feel like, I have given you this amazing lifestyle. You don't have to work. You have a credit card that's limitless. Um, I'm able to give you this big house, these nice cars, these fancy jewelry. And sometimes these men feel like if I'm able to give you that, you should... Then they should be able to do whatever they want. Yes. But I'm going to gag you. I'm going to gag you. A lot of women also feel that way. That girl, if you chilling and have a good life, if this man want to stick his dick in something allegedly or 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 whatever, then girl, turn turn the other cheek and keep it moving. What do you say to women who think that way? I'm glad you I'm glad you asked that question. So, in the the beginning of all of this when I put that post and even now to this day, the amount of women I'm so disappointed that encouraged me to stay and said those same things to me. Women that are like, I've been in my marriage 20 years, 30 years, and all of this, and this is what happens, and just accept it, or get you somebody on the side, or, you know what I'm saying, as long as he paying for this, you got me fucked up. And I'm sorry that at your old age that you are still dealing with that, and you don't respect yourself enough to walk the fuck away. You know what I'm saying? For me, I don't care what you have, because one, I wasn't a broke bitch when you met me. I was making great money. You know what I'm saying? So that is not a fear of mine. I have a hustle spirit. So I don't care how I'm going to get it, but I'm going to get it. You know what I'm saying? So there's no amount of money, monetary, uh, material, nothing that is worth my fucking self-respect. My grandmother raised me and she'd be turning over her grave if she knew I was accepting something like that. And it's just as sad that a lot of these women, they really feel like that. Like you don't have enough worth in yourself and belief in yourself that you can get out and leave this person and figure out something else. What it is to me, it says lazy. What it is says, I just, I'll deal with whatever because he pays my bills. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I don't care who you are. And it's sad because I just really wish women will wake up one day and realize their power that they have. Because just like a man can do it, so can you. You see these women on the side street with the little the little orange things on, they be doing the construction. Them bitches are strong. They do the same job that a man does. So why you think <laughs> get your ass up and go to a meeting and go do this and do all that, the same thing that a man does. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because a man got a lot of money don't mean you can't have a lot of money. You can make it yourself. 
No, I agree with you. And and your story reminds me a lot of Melody Holt, um, who I know you're friends with as well. She and I also had this conversation because a lot of women told her she should stay in her situation because they felt like, girl, a man gonna cheat. So if a rich man gonna cheat on you, at least you get to enjoy the lifestyle. But one thing I do know about you is, again, going back to even how y'all met, you were never pressed. Going back to you working with Carlos King on a reality show, you were not pressed about it. And I would never even assume that you would stay in a situation that you felt like wasn't serving you your greatest potential because at the end of the day, you're not pressed. And one thing I want the world to know about you, you made it this far without the help of a man. So what makes anyone think you can't do it again? Because they didn't step out on their own and have the strength to walk away. But like I said, I'm not a conformist. And just because you want to tell me your story doesn't mean that I'm going to, fo- I'm going to follow that advice. Because you probably should take some advice out of my book. I don't, I just, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Like when you're now, when you get married, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. So you go through things, you go through obstacles, people make mistakes. And when you're married, it's like, okay, I can forgive this. I can forgive that. We're starting fresh. We're starting over. But when something becomes a pattern, that's who you are. That's not a mistake. I can speak because from experience, I feel like when they first make a mistake or the second time they make a mistake, you kind of like lie to yourself and play your, play your mind to thinking that, okay, that happened and now my life is perfect and now we're good and so now I can take them at face value. When really, that's not the case. All they do is learn how to get slicker. So I just, I am not a person that I want to go crazy. I don't want to stress every time you walk out the door or any of those kind of things. Like that's not a way to live at all. That creates that, that, that really, like, a person basically, like, lying to you all the time, manipulating you, all that, making you think that another life is something, and then when you confront them, they, they gaslight you and make you think that you're crazy, that's mental abuse. You know what I'm saying? That's emotional abuse because now you're looking at yourself and you're feeling bad and you're like, damn, what's wrong with me that I can't, I can't be trusting? I can't, I, I'm thinking this way and I'm thinking that way. No, you're thinking that way because... God is trying to tell you something. Your intuition is trying to tell you something. But you got this person that's making you think that you're crazy. So for me, I just got tired of living like that. I'm just happy you were able to have the strength to do it because I know that leaving any situation when it involves your family isn't easy. And what was interesting is Vivica Fox on her show made a comment. Not sure if you saw it. Um, But she obviously was like, go get counseling for yourself so that you will know that you deserve a man to treat you like a queen. Stop staying for the fame and Instagram post. You know, I appreciate Vivica for, you know, trying to be supportive as a woman, but it, it, it kind of was like you're, you're saying misinformation because I wasn't with him for an Instagram post or for a lifestyle or for a Chanel bag. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't stay for that. And I didn't accept any, anything for that. And definitely didn't get no STDs. Thank you, God. You know what I'm saying? But I get what she was trying to say, I just, I'm just not that girl. You know what I'm saying? I, I know my self-worth. And it just, it just happened that my marriage is public, and so the breakup is public. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not one of those weak girls that is just going to fall for anything or accept anything for, for a lifestyle, period. But thank you, Vivica. I appreciate it. But that's not me. And lastly, what advice would you give women who are currently in a marriage to where 
they just feel like, girl, let me just stay because I have nothing to worry about. But yes, when he leaves the house, my stomach hurts. I'm constantly maybe checking his phone. I'm in a situation to where my kids see that their mom is stressed. Then guess what? You do have something to worry about. Just because a a roof is over your head and you can take trips whenever you want doesn't mean that that's a stress-free life because you're stressing yourself out. No one deserves to live like that. No one. That man, because stress and anxiety, it manifests into physical and and, and medical and you get stressed and you got hypertension, your hair's falling out, your skin is bad, you can't eat, you ain't drinking no water. That's something to worry about. You know what I'm saying? And if you are okay with looking crazy and stressed out and walking around the house row, ain't bathing two days and, and your kids driving you crazy because you worried about what this man is doing, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a condition from, of your heart being broken, and you don't even realize that it's broken because you're pacifying and gluing these little pieces together in your heart with trips and bags and shoes and jewelry and all that stuff. And in, and in your mind and in your frontal, you think that, like, okay, I'm good, I'm fine, like, it's working out. When you're dying inside, no one deserves to live like that. Especially you, baby. So what's next for Crystal? Like, what can the world expect from you? Because... I'm happy to see that my girl with her red lips, honey, is is looking good, looking refreshed, looking vibrant. What What's next for you, baby? Um, well, you know we have the restaurant, Johnny's Chicken and Waffles in Atlanta. We're opening up three more by the end of the year, one in Midtown, one in Dallas, and one in San Antonio, as well as my cookbook will be coming out sometime at the top of the year. And I have other few projects lined up. You'll hear about them soon. Well, I better be a part of one of them because I need to get you back on reality TV, honey. I hope so, but you know, just make sure it's the cast is great. <laughs> you know, I might got some pent-up aggression over Saturday <laughs> Don't worry. We will we will work on that together. Um, I just want to be peaceful and happy. That's it. And that's all I want from you, too. So, what you know, you are a beautiful girl. You know what I'm saying? You know, you 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 a bad chick. You know, you look good, Crystal. You know, you, you know, Crystal. Now you know you fine, girl. So, is Crystal dating? Is Crystal? You know, have men been in your DMs, Crystal, lately? The wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong ones. And then it's like I'm gonna say this to you, men. When a woman is going through these type of things, like, give her some time. Because right now, you're going to catch every piece of <laughs> that ain't meant for you. So, you know, right now, I'm just working on me. You know what I'm saying? Dating is not really on my radar. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that I don't have nobody that makes me smile every day. It might text me a little good morning. But I'm not, like, physically out there. I ain't outside. You ain't outside, although <laughs> there's some men who wants to come inside. But we leave that <laughs> <laughs> this is the wrong uh, PG rating for the fuck. <laughs> okay. But I will say, Crystal is not in love with anyone right now. Are you done dating men in the music industry? You know what? Only God knows I have been saying that as of late. Like, I don't want anybody in the industry and all that stuff because you never know what it comes with. But then on the other side of the coin... You can never say never. And then also the fact that, like, when you had said earlier, oh, all men cheat. 
I refuse to to accept that and to believe that because maybe men have cheated and, and some of them may have learned their lesson, but I'm not going to accept that just this is just a part of life and being with someone. Absolutely not. Because if you cheat, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I am an advocate for love and being in love and all of those things. So whatever God has for me, I'm going to be open to it once I've healed. But for right now, I just want to have fun. You know what I'm saying? I don't want anything serious. I just want to enjoy life. And whatever that may bring, I'm open to it. And you deserve the best, baby. So, Crystal, where can people find you, follow you, and support you, my love? Well, you know, I only really mess with Insta because I don't got time to be on all them socials all day. So, (laughs) (laughs) you can find me on Instagram at It's Crystal Smith. That's really the only social media I'm actually on. Well, thank you, baby. And you guys may be seeing Crystal... (sighs) On the Tyler Benjamin screen soon. So, anyways, I love you, baby. And I shall see you soon, my love. I love you, too. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, baby. (laughs) I can talk to Crystal all day. I love her so much. And the best part about this conversation was the advice that she gave women who choose to stay in relationships or marriages that doesn't serve their higher potential anymore. And that, to me, is the lesson in all of this. Regardless of this person having money or a lifestyle or a private jet, nothing, nothing can be more important than your mental health. And the fact that Crystal decided to leave a situation that wasn't serving her because she wasn't being the best woman she could be to herself and her kids means the world to me. And what's so interesting is it reminds me a lot of Melody Cherie from Love and Marriage Huntsville, who was also told to stay in her marriage just because that's what you're supposed to do. And I'm happy that we were able to have a deep conversation to where Crystal said, like, no, if you're unhappy in your marriage... No amount of money or lifestyle is worth it. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at thecarlosking underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley-Brown. We are also produced by LaChique Lotus-Lee and LaPortia Thomas. Additional production support by Corinne Wallace. Engineering and music by Marcus Ham. More Sauce.